Welcome to the Stormy Night Stories podcast. Our story for today will be called A Phantom's Love. Can we ever truly escape the negative effects of history? Wars, famine, plagues, they all fester like a cancer, never truly leaving us. This may be why the year 2026 was such an odd one. Whether it was a scientific anomaly or evidence of a higher power, we all agreed on one thing. It was the strangest and most fleeting event in human history. The first documented case came on January 1st, 2026, when a young man was on his way home from a party. An oncoming driver swerved, but to no avail. He hit him with his car, leaving screams in his wake. But the shocking part was soon to come. The victim's body split in two, one remaining a lifeless husk, and the other a white, translucent version of himself. On that bustling morning, the chatters of giddy grown-ups turned to screams of horror. But the true horror had just begun, as it became apparent that anyone who died that year would meet the same fate. We all came to know these people as ghosts. It was the easiest association to make, but unsurprisingly, not the most positive. Human rights were called into question for this new type of human. Some school boards rallied to not let ghost children back on school grounds. After all, how traumatic would it be if the poor children had to witness the dreary visage of their phantom classmates? Many schools, however, wished to let their students flourish, even in this unlikely afterlife. And so began the story of Serena, a high school girl hoping to finish her senior year at her new school, Blackstone High. At lunch, she sat with her back up against the brick wall, making circles with her finger on the asphalt. A thin, white shadow followed her finger, creating a trail on the ground. But even Serena's quiet doodles would compete with the loudest egos. Three girls strutted up to her, their tall figures blocking the sun from Serena's eyes. Shade casted over her, making her body glow, which she hated. Hi, Serena, one girl taunted. You look positively glowing today. I just have to know your skincare routine. Yeah, your skin is so clear. It looks like you could just walk right through me. Another girl chimed in. Smug laughter ensued. Don't worry, I know how you feel. If I were in your shoes, I wouldn't even want to keep on living anymore. Oh wait, I forgot. Haven't you three had enough? A tired boy's voice interrupted. The three girls rolled their eyes at the sight of a high school boy behind them. He had messy brown hair 
and clothes that seemed a bit big for him. Hey, dweeb, the tallest of the three retorted. Actually, we were just leaving. Bye, Serena. And by the way, I know everyone here is scared of you, but I also know that you're too cowardly to haunt anyone. So do us all a favor and just turn invisible, okay? As the trio slipped away, the boy hesitantly walked closer to Serena before sitting next to her. With the distant chatters of students as ambience, they sat in silence for a few seconds. Sorry about that, the boy said, breaking the silence. My name's Dwight, but I guess some people know me as Dweeb, so that works too. The levity of Dwight's comment was enough to pull a giggle from Serena's mouth. You're Serena, right? Serena, taken aback by Dwight's memory, looked at him more deliberately. You actually know my name? Uh, is that weird? I... No, not at all, Serena interrupted, shaking her head feverishly. I'm just not used to it. I've had to learn so many names this week, and it seems like no one's taken the time to learn mine. In response, all Dwight could think of was to let out a small sigh. Trying to appear less cold, he quickly thought of something to direct the conversation. He was never good at small talk, so he decided to bypass that altogether, and pull up his long sleeve on his shirt. What revealed itself was a hand wrapped in bandages, missing its middle and pinky fingers. It's nowhere near what you've been through, but I think I can relate. This revelation put a genuine smile on Serena's face. So, uh, Dwight continued, do you mind me asking... Car crash, Serena responded, as if knowing exactly what he was about to ask. Dwight gave a satisfied nod. That's actually the same thing that happened to me. A pensive yet relaxed look came across Serena's face, which slowly turned into a look of amusement. Wouldn't it have been funny if we were involved in the same accident? She came out with a grin. In a messed up sort of way, sure. This was enough to make them both laugh. And so, a bond of specter and flesh was born. At the end of the day, Serena was actually a bit sad for a change, having to leave her new friend. She was met with her frantic mother, asking a flurry of questions on the ride home. Did anyone hurt you? What did they say to you? Were you able to focus on... Mom, please, I'm fine. Honey, you've seen the horrible things on the news. I'm just trying to keep you safe. Sure, I get that. But I'm sick of you treating me like a victim. It's like holding a mirror to someone with a black eye. It just makes the pain feel worse. Serena's mother gave a melancholic stare. She wanted desperately to reach into her daughter's heart and put her at ease. 
But as the sun shone through the car window and straight through Serena's skin, her mother feared that there was no heart to find. It was from then on that Serena spent more time out of the house. Now that she had Dwight, she actually looked forward to going to school. The two became fast friends and soon talked about everything together. Okay, tell me if I'm crazy, Serena said to Dwight at their usual lunch spot. Mr. Wilson gave me an A on our last test, but I seriously had no idea what I was doing. Do you think he's scared I'm going to haunt him or something? Dwight snickered with a mouthful of water before gulping it down. Not to burst your bubble, but I don't think you're as scary as you think you are. Aww, Serena pouted. You want to test that theory when you go to bed tonight? Huh? Wait, seriously, I was just... <laughs> Kidding, dummy. Jeez, you get flustered so easily. Serena looked down at her feet as her smile faded away. Besides, I don't want to be seen at night anyway. You know... Back when the accident happened, I was so confused. I mean, I was still there, yet my mom still cried her eyes out, like she had lost everything. But now I understand. This isn't the life she wanted me to live. She doesn't say it, but I know she thinks death would have been a better option for me. Wh why would she think that? Dwight shouted, suddenly standing up straight. There are so many people in this world that need you. She needs you. Dwight paused before rolling up his sleeve to reveal his hand once again. I need you. An overwhelming warmth welled up in Serena's frigid body. Her smile came back to her as she stood up and kissed him on the cheek. Uh... Thank you? Dwight stuttered, as if he was just handed a million dollars for no reason. <laughs> Serena chuckled mischievously. You totally thought I was going to phase through you, huh? Nuh-uh, I was just surprised. On that murky day, the bond of specter and flesh became something more. It was one of body and soul. Much like in life, the body would nurture the soul, and the soul would give the body a purpose. But there are always some whose souls do not wish to serve a good purpose, and thus Dwight and Serena's relationship was not approved by all. Dwight would get picked on or ignored at school for his so-called freakish attraction. Every day, he dreaded telling his parents about Serena's existence. Even Serena's own mother, who wanted nothing but the best for her, questioned the nature of their bond. Indeed, every time one of them would throw the boomerang of affection to the other, it would come sailing right back, with them both feeling further apart. 
As the December air rolled in, a sense of warmth seemed to be rising from the ice. News programs started to highlight ghost rights organizations, and ghost communities started coming together in online groups. If you'll pardon the pun, it gave a whole new meaning to the holiday spirit. But nurturing as the hands of fate can be, they always have a knife to twist in the back pocket. By the end of the month, Serena felt something dire, and asking others online confirmed her fear. Hey, I need to talk to you, she said to Dwight in a monotone voice as they sat in her room. You've been ignoring me. Why? Huh? he uttered as a nervous heat washed over his body. Don't try to deny it. Recently, you run away whenever we see each other at school. Hey, stop accusing me of stuff, alright? How am I supposed to respond to that? Why don't you tell the truth? You're scared of what people think of us, is that it? What? Are you crazy? I... Serena waited with arms folded, knowing that she forced a checkmate. I just think that laying low might be a good idea. We're almost to graduation. They can't make fun of us anymore if... They? Who's they, Dwight? What happened to not caring what people think? What happened to the man who defended me at lunch in my first week at Blackstone? You're acting really strange. I mean, what's the big deal anyway? Serena glanced over to her bathroom door, slightly creaked open. You want to know what the big deal is? Fine. She grabbed Dwight by the collar and dragged him into the bathroom, closing the door with a thunderous bang. She flipped the light off so that all Dwight could see was her, faintly glowing in the dark. Normally, when she was in the dark, her white translucent skin would shine brighter than the moon, but tonight, she was dim and flickering like an old light bulb. I looked online. Apparently every spirit is like this right now. I don't know what kind of freak power kept us in this world, but we think it's fading away. Not only that, but we think New Year's might be the end. Exactly one year since this all started. Dwight became woozy as his vision of Serena blurred. He looked to his phone to confirm what the pit in his stomach was telling him. The date was December 31st, 11.30 p.m. Now do you see, Dwight? We don't have till graduation. We don't even have till sunrise. Dwight could see Serena's face curl up in sadness, but wasn't able to see her tears. He dropped his phone, searching frantically for something to say. Just hold on a sec. Stay calm. I'll fix this. What is there to fix? Did you seriously think I'd be around forever? Dwight started to turn bitter, almost angry that life brought them together in the first place. 
Well, yeah, he responded. I mean, you're a ghost. Of course I thought you'd live forever. Serena sniffled as she hid her face in her hands. You're a jerk, you know that? She pushed him aside and opened the door, bolting out of her room and down the stairs. Dwight tried to chase her, but her speed and stealth made it impossible to keep up. He went down to the living room to see her mother looking at him. She gave him a face riddled with tragedy before tearing up herself and walking into another room. He barged the front door open and ran out into the crisp night. Serena was nowhere in sight, so Dwight went to the place he knew had sentimental value to her, their usual lunch spot at school. After sprinting to school, he jumped the fence and hooked around to the back. There, staring at the brick wall, was none other than his phantom companion. Serena! I've been such an idiot! Dwight beckoned. I couldn't handle the bullying, so I just ran away like a coward. I didn't realize you were everything I needed. You were the only one at school who respected me. Nothing else should have mattered. I'm so glad that you got to live for one more year. Otherwise, I never would have met you. Please forgive me. Serena turned around, glancing up at him. Her face read that she wanted to smile, but couldn't. I expected way too much from you. No normal person would have handled this perfectly. I should have told you sooner, been honest with you sooner. I'm the one who should be sorry. With the wind as their company, Dwight embraced Serena tightly. He started sobbing on her shoulder as she rubbed his back in a circle pattern. Please don't forget about our time together, she continued as a smile crept onto her face. And you better not neglect your next girlfriend, or I'll come back and haunt you. As the wind kicked up, Serena faded alongside it. And as the clock's hands came together to spell midnight, she uttered her final words. Thank you for everything, dweeb. This got a chuckle out of Dwight as he fell to his knees. From then on, he promised to live in the moment, taking nothing for granted. Both of them knew they had not lived life to the fullest. But they were okay with that, as long as they got to remember what they did live for. Thank you for listening to the Stormy Night Stories podcast. If you like what you heard, please consider checking the links down below.